In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. In my reading this week, I came across a story about elephant seals in Argentina. Anybody know about them? Ah, okay, good. You can tell me what I missed. <laughs> it was a story from, shared from a long ago episode of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Some of you may remember that show. Apparently, when a mother seal has a new pup, she's famished and needs to find food for nourishment. She will leave her new pup on the shore and then go and search out food in the waters. After feeding, the mother returns to another part of the beach and calls out for her new pup. Other mothers do the same thing and return to the shore at roughly the same time. So they're all calling for their pups, listening and smelling. It almost seems impossible that the mothers can find their own pups. And yet those who have studied these seals have witnessed the miracle of pups being found. Somehow the mother and the pup know the sound of each other's voice and the scent of each other. And so they are reunited. Scientists explain that from birth the sound and scent of the pup are forever known to the mother and vice versa. It's part of the miracle of seal birth. I was reminded that this is also the way God knows us from birth and that we know God. We particularly hear that in Psalm 139 with this verse, Lord, you have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. Our work as God's children is to listen for God's voice as God listens to our voice and that work is lifelong. Matthew's Gospel reveals the story of Jesus calling his first disciples. How did they know, as they were working along the Sea of Galilee, who this Jesus was? Who was this proclaiming, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near? How could they respond in, to the words, follow me, and drop everything they knew and loved? The story tells us they left immediately and followed Jesus. Part of the answers to those questions, I believe, can be found in the very last part of the passage. Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. Those early disciples were people just like you and me. They followed and listened and questioned and studied and gathered in community and witnessed, ate together and welcomed people and worked together, caring for the poor and the disenfranchised and the lost. They were the early Jesus movement, just as you and I continue that Jesus movement today. Discipleship was lifelong for them and it is lifelong for us. I attended this past week the former conference, F-O-R-M-A. I'm not sure quite what the acronym stands for, but it's a conference 
that brings Christian formation professionals throughout the Episcopal Church together. And it's an opportunity for them to share their ideas and resources with one another and to learn from the speakers and plenary sessions. The lifelong nature of our Christian formation and the call to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God were woven throughout the workshops and the plenary speakers' words. The in-person part of the conference was at Virginia Seminary and at the Weston Hotel in Alexandria. And the opening, and there, and an option was available for online viewing as well, not for all the workshops, but for a few of them. The opening plenary speaker was Bishop Dion Johnson of the Episcopal Diocese of Missouri, and his talk was phenomenal. Bishop Dion began by telling a story of a little six-year-old child who had a very inquisitive mind. He was celebrating the Holy Eucharist, and when it came time for the peace, he said, the peace of Christ be with you. A little later, the child found him and asked, what am I to do with a piece of Christ? <laughs> Only a child can say these things to us. His, his talk was about vocation. He loved her theological question, and he posed it to us who were on the conference call. What are you to do with the peace of Christ? This conference was not just for clergy and talking about vocation. It was also for all the baptized, because we're all given a call in our baptism. Bishop Dion used Frederick Beekner's definition of vocation as the place where a person's joy meets the needs of the world. It's a place where God is calling us to be our best selves. Bigner's definition of vocation is deep and powerful. Vocation is a place where your joy meets the needs of the world. In talking more about vocation, Bishop Dion cited two women in the Bible, Shifra and Pua, who were Hebrew midwives who, and who delivered the children of the Israelites during their Egyptian exile. You may know of their story, and if you don't, I really encourage you to read. It's in Exodus 1, to go there and read their story. In the Jewish tradition, there's all sorts of midrash about these two women. At that time, the Israelites were enslaved and oppressed by the Egyptians, and no matter how hard the work was for them, they kept increasing their numbers. The Egyptians dreaded the Israelites, and the Pharaoh did everything to make life miserable for the Israelites. Pharaoh commanded mid the two midwives to kill baby boys and let baby girls live as they tended to the Hebrew women during childbirth. Shufra and Pua heard a different call from God and let all the children live. They found the courage to listen to God and to live fully into their call. You can find their story in Exodus 1, as I said, and I, and I hope that you'll go and read a little more about it. These two courageous women are to be remembered whose joy met the needs of their world in their time. They were faithful to God who had been faithful to them. 
They found courage and hope to be their best selves. Shifra and Pua were grounded in prayer, rooted in faith, and steeped in God. Bishop Dean used them as examples for how we might transform our fear into being steeped in God. I've taken you on a little bit of a journey, and it might have been hard to follow. Sometimes I have a sermon that's like a puzzle that needs to have all the pieces together. A mother seal and her pup find each other by knowing their voices and their sense. A call is natural and begins at birth. Those early disciples were called by Jesus, and some of them responded immediately. They just dropped everything and followed Jesus. Sounds like a huge undertaking. A six-year-old asked a question about call in a slightly different way. What am I to do with a piece of Christ? Call sometimes surprises us. Two bold midwives found courage and stepped out to disobey the Pharaoh by living fully into their call. So God calls us at our baptism to be our best selves. God listens and invites us to listen. Finding our deepest joy is a lifelong journey, and we discover it together with as companions along the way. God speaks to us in and through all things, and sometimes the loudest might come from a six-year-old if we're listening, if we're paying attention. A six-year-old who encourages us to ponder the question, what am I to do with the peace of Christ? I leave you with that question as you head out into your week. What are you to do with your peace of Christ? Let us pray with words written by Marie, Miriam Therese Winter. Light of the world, we bow before you in awe and adoration. Bless us and our simple faith seeking understanding. Epiphany means manifestation, lifting the veil, revelation. Reveal to us then what we need to know to love you and serve you and keep your word with fidelity and truth, courage and hope this day and always. Amen.